Hello, I'm Mark, and thank you for joining me on Words of Truth. You know, I've been a follower of Jesus Christ for, oh, 58 years now. Wow. And I wish I could tell you that I have always walked in the will of God, and that I am confident that every decision that I have ever made has been in the will of God. Well, I cannot say that. But I can tell you truthfully that there have been decisions that I made that have not been in the will of God and that I have always suffered the consequences of not walking in God's will. Well, there are an awful lot of people who don't even know where to begin in knowing and following the will of God. No, they would say they love God and they would say they want to follow him. And yet for all practical purposes, they're just wandering through life hoping that they're making God happy with what they're doing. But in some cases, it's not even on their radar that God wants to be involved in their daily lives, and that being saved for them is enough. Well, I want to tell you that God is indeed interested in what you do in life. Uh, he does want to tell you what his will for you is, and when we follow the will of God, believe me, it makes a, a life a lot more satisfying. In fact, it might even surprise you that God wants to lead you maybe even more than you want to be led. And so we need to learn how to discern the will of God. It was Jesus who said in John chapter 15, verse 15, No longer do I call you servants. For the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all that I have heard from my father I have made known to you. That's a good verse. You see, when you have a relationship with God, he wants to show you his will. In fact, that's what friends do, right? They tell each other uh, secrets. And if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, then you're a friend of God. And as friends, he wants to reveal his well, secrets to you. The psalmist said in chapter 25 and verse 14, the friendship of the Lord is for those who fear him. And he makes known to them his covenant. You see, God wants to reveal his purpose and plan for your life. But it's not enough just to hear his voice. We have got to be willing to do what he says. And I think that sometimes we want to make this process way too mystical. You know, sometimes I've heard people talk about their dialogues with God, like, I don't know, two people having a conversation with one another. They'll say stuff like, I told God this, and God told me that. And <laughs> I've got to tell you that as a conservative Christian, I'm pretty suspicious. I think a lot of them are just making stuff up because sometimes they say some pretty wacky stuff. Now, hold on. I'm not saying that God will never, nor does he ever speak in some sort of an audible way. He can do that if he wants. I mean, you can't put God in a box, but in this dispensation of the church age, I think that most often God speaks to us primarily through his word and in simple pat patterns that sometimes we don't notice because, well, frankly, we aren't looking for them. For example, suppose that I bought some kind of a new electronic device and 
Well, I'm trying to figure out how it works, which probably would be the case for me. And so I sit down and, well, I pray that the chairman of the board of the corporation that made that device will transmit a message to me personally explaining how to use my new device. Sound like a good idea? <laughs> That's not going to happen, is it? What we need to do is to get out the user's manual and read it. I've talked to a lot of people who say something like, well, I want to know the will of God for my life, and so I've just been asking him to reveal it to me in a supernatural way. Sounds really spiritual, doesn't it? But isn't that kind of like me hoping that the chairman of the corporation will send me a message? No, what they need to do is they need to get out the user's manual and they need to read it. Our user's manual as Christians is the word of God, the Bible. Now, if a good friend says to you, for example, can, can you do me a favor? Probably you're going to say, well, yeah, sure, I think so. But if you're at all suspicious of what they're up to, you might say, uh, what kind of a favor? In the same way, when it comes to doing the will of God, we'll say to God sometimes, God, what is your will for my life? But then we'll add, and then I'll tell you whether I'm willing to do it or not. Friend, that's not the way it works. Romans chapter 12 and verses 1 and 2 clearly says to us, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may, may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. In other words, if you really want to know what the will of God is for your life, you have to start by surrendering your life to him because it's only a surrendered heart that will find an enlightened mind. So what does a surrendered heart look like? Well, let's begin with verse 1, where Paul uses the term living sacrifice. Think about that for a minute. A sacrifice is usually something that's dead, is it not? But if you're a living sacrifice, that means there's a potential for us to squirm off the altar and do what we want to do instead of what God wants us to do. So what that means is that we need to offer ourselves to God on a daily basis. We need to offer our lives to him daily for him to do with us what he wants and to be obedient to his leading. And so the first step in knowing and doing the will of God is surrender. Maybe you can stop right now, as a matter of fact, and just surrender to God. Just hit the pause button and say to him, Lord, I'm offering myself to you, my strengths, my weaknesses, my all. Have you done that? Verse 2 goes on to say, do not conform to this world. You see, we live in a culture today that's, that is spiritually bankrupt and hostile towards God. In fact, our world has literally turned us back on God's values. It's walking in rebellion towards God's word. The word conform refers to the act of assuming an outward appearance that does not accurately reflect what is within. 
The, the idea is to not allow ourselves to be squeezed into the mold of the world's thoughts and ideas, but instead we're to fill our minds with the things of God and fill our lives with the things that will build up our lives spiritually. And if we do that, God will reveal his will to us. Now, I, wanted, I need you to know this. Listen to this. This is a conditional promise. I know some people who are frustrated and anxious, and they tell me they just don't know what God wants from them. But they aren't doing anything to fill their spiritual tank, especially during this pandemic that we're living in. Because our churches have had to close their doors of their church buildings much of the time and go online. You know, I, I literally know some people who, who have taken this as a license to take a spiritual vacation. They don't watch any spiritual pro programs online on Sunday. Instead, they go to the lake, they go hike, they go to the beach, they do something else with their time. And they've been doing that for months and months and months. Friend, what do you think that's doing to their relationship with God? What if you did that with your best friend or your spouse? What if we decided that it wasn't important to spend any time with them and we took like six months off from talking to them? I'm telling you right now, there wouldn't be much of a marriage or much of a friendship left to talk about. But, you know, some people are doing that with God. And then when they get into a situation where they need to know the will of God, all they hear is like crickets. Why? Well, because their spiritual tank is on empty. You see, if you're not willing to present yourself to God on a daily basis, and if you're not willing to refuse to be conformed to God and, 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 and rather be conformed to this world, and you allow yourself to be put, put into the mold of the world, well, friend, don't expect to know God's will for your life. On the other hand, if you're willing to take those steps and make a commitment to Christ, offering yourself to him as a living sacrifice, he promises that he will reveal to you the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And God's will for you, you know, is always good. Psalm chapter 34 and verse 8 says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Now, there's one more thought. Did you know that when you're submitted to Christ and yielded to him on a daily basis, that you have the mind of Christ? 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 16 says, For who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. I've discovered in my own life that when I'm spiritually connected with God on a daily basis, that because I have the mind of Christ, when I begin moving in a certain direction, always listening, always looking for God's hand in my life, that God will either shut a door or open a door, showing me the way to go. If I'm determined to know and do the will of God, I don't take a sledgehammer and knock down the closed door because that's where I want to go. I simply change my direction. Maybe you remember the incident in the book of Acts, chapter 16, when Paul was trying to go into Asia to preach the gospel. And verse 6 says, 
having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. Now, we're not told how the Spirit communicated with Paul, and it's probably for a good reason. I just think Paul was so connected with God that he sensed his leading in his spirit. God closed that door, but then he opened the door for them to go to Macedonia, and Paul walked in obedience through the doors that God opened. There's one more lesson in this I want you to see from Paul. When God closed the door to Asia, verse 8 says, So passing by Mycenae, they went down to Troas. In other words, he didn't just sit down and pout that he couldn't go to Asia, but he kept moving in the direction that he sensed God was leading him in. Why? Because he was sensitive to listen to God every step of the way. And what I've seen in so many lives and in my own life, uh, sometimes are, are people wanting to know the will of God, but they just sit and pout that they don't know God's will. <laughs> I've done that sometimes. Here's my suggestion. Submit yourself to God. Fill your heart with his word. Be filled with the spirit of God and then get up and get moving. Uh, go out and submit some job applications. Get involved in a church where you might meet a potential Christian mate. Start looking for the next place where God wants you to live. You see what I mean? It's in your moving and searching and knocking that God will direct your steps. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 9 says, The heart of man plans his ways, but the Lord establishes his steps. In other words, make your plans. Go ahead and do that. But then let God change your plans along the way. And in doing so, you will discover the will of God. Thanks for listening. Join me again next week, and hey, bring a friend along with you.